when people start a business and they overcomplicate things very often because their clients say, hey, wouldn't it be great if you can do this? And yes, it would be great. But what is the side effect of doing this? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. I'm Christina Romero, co-chair at WP Elevation. I am so excited about this podcast today. My guest is Donovan Janis of 17 Hats, and we get to talk all about business and providing a SaaS solution to customers and the challenges in building a company. It's filled with so much gold, so stay tuned and enjoy. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, GoDaddy Pro, who help us make this all possible. But instead of just giving you a spiel about how great GoDaddy Pro is, we thought it would be more interesting to introduce you to a GoDaddy Pro customer, a WordPress consultant just like you, and see what kind of work they're doing with their clients and the impact they're having on their community. As a GoDaddy Pro, Lisa of Collective Discovery works with over 200 clients to manage their websites. And one of her favorite is HERS Breast Cancer Foundation, a website she did for this nonprofit that is having a big impact in their community. Well, I'm a freelance uh, website designer here in Northern California, and uh, I have a special passion for working with nonprofits. The Hearst Breast Cancer Foundation is a super favorite project of mine. I started with them about 15 years ago. I met the founder at a local coffee shop, and we started talking, and me being me said, where's your website? Website? (laughs) It's like, how can you run this organization without a website? And so we got together, and uh, they were actually running out of a bedroom and a house at that point in time. And today they have uh, two large facilities at uh, local uh, regional hospitals. The website reaches the community at large. They have many sponsors now throughout the Bay Area. i give you an example. They run uh, an annual 5K, 10K walk, which is a fundraising event. And all the registration is now done online. So there have been years where there have been a thousand people at that event when the first one maybe had 40 people. It's been very gratifying to be part of that organization for for many years and being behind the website that helps them do their work. As I said before, I'm managing quite a few websites and some of the tools that uh, GoDaddy provides, especially pro clients, lets me really keep the big picture right in front of me every day. And where can people uh, see more about the foundation, more about you? So it's hersbreastcancerfoundation.org. That's easy. Uh, I'm Collective Discovery. That's my business, collectivediscovery.com. For more information about GoDaddy Pro, visit godaddy.com slash pro for tools to support your business. Okay, now let's get back to the show and see if we can help you take your WordPress consulting business to the next level. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Donovan Janice of 17 Hats. And if you don't know 17 Hats, it's a wonderful software um, as a a SaaS solution for uh, productivity and workflows and tons of other stuff for project management. And I'm so excited to have him on the podcast today. Hi, Donovan. Thank you for joining us. Hi there. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Now, I actually found out about 17 Hats because in our program, WP Elevation, we have this thing called the Blueprint, and there's, it's, a, it's a step-by-step process of onboarding a client, emailing them as a lead, getting them to fill out forms, and then 
getting them in the project, managing the project and all these, these steps, like a, a nice little process. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for a solution that would give me workflows. And that's how I stumbled upon 17 hats. It's just, it was only me at the time. Mm -hmm. And it had all these solutions in it. So uh, before we get into some really fun questions, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your, you know, your system there and, and yeah. what it does offer? Well, I mean, the process you just described about getting a lead and sending, you know, forms and getting them into project management, um, you know, it was really why I started 17 Hats, which is now about three years old. And what happened was I had another company at the time that worked with professional photographers. Mm. And it was an online gallery system. And what happened as we're trying to grow that, I started to look at what else can we offer them. And talking to them, it was very clear that they needed kind of a complete solution for that whole client onboarding process. Uh, and there's lots of apps out there that can handle one part of it. There's a CRM, there's a questionnaire, there's all these different things, right? But they don't really work well together. So you end up as a one-person business always trying to figure out where stuff is, you're becoming very inefficient. And the one thing you don't have enough of is time. And all these different apps uh, separately just ate up more of that time. So I wanted to really see if there was something out there that would do everything in, in one system. And there wasn't, <laughs> um, yeah, much to my surprise. So um, I thought, well, why, if it's not there, let's, you know, let's build it. And everybody thought we were crazy uh, because you can't do everything in one system. And I thought, yeah. well, that may be true, but it's such a big need for, you know, especially one to five person businesses mm -hmm. uh, to have a complete business system. And I thought, well, you know, might as well try it. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how we started. And then it turned out that there was this massive need as we expected. And it's kind of yeah. grown pretty quickly since. I think that's so true. I mean, that's kind of what converted me onto it was the idea that you had all of these features in one. Now, at what point do you decide to you know, include a feature or not include mm -hmm. a feature? How do you keep up with the roadmap when you offer a solution like this? I'm sure yeah. you get tons of people saying mm -hmm. they want yeah. certain things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's one of those catch-22s. Um, you know, it, it's funny, because initially when we launched a company, we actually had a place where people could ask for features. And I think in about 12 months, we had 4,000 feature requests. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, you know, and yeah, and that became a, a whole separate job to manage that. So uh, we eventually decided to sunset that. So kind of our rules for deciding on features is like, is this something that makes our users more efficient and more effective? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's features that are nice to have, and then there's features that will make an impact on all of our users. And is this a feature that's kind of industry agnostic? Mm -hmm. you know, our belief is that you know, most businesses are have the same sort of problems, regardless if you're a graphic designer or a photographer or a coach. And we want to build features that really apply to any type of business. Mm. Oh, uh, but there's there's yeah. exceptions to the rule, but mm -hmm. in general. What I like about that is we talk a lot about um, niche and target markets. It's nice because it sounds like you started off with the photography background, but the niche is actually a certain type of small business owner, mm -hmm. like less than an industry, which yeah. I think is kind of neat. Well, and there's a big benefit to that because it makes our system very flexible. Because mm -hmm. um, you know, we had that decision early on, do we want to focus specifically on photographers or really kind of any type of service business? And we decided, well, if we make it open for any type of service business, that means it becomes very flexible uh, by nature. And if you look at you know, some of our you know, competitors, they tend to focus very much on a niche. And you know, many business owners 
often have kind of different businesses. Mm-hmm. So it works for one business and doesn't work for the other. Mm-hmm. And that kind of defeats the point of having a you know, one-stop system. Yeah, I love that because it's true it, that almost a certain type of someone with certain types of problems are, are, is the market that you focus on. And um, I think, you know, we're very focused on processes here and workflows and stuff. And that's what spoke to me initially. I also like that it had the bookkeeping and there was, you know, another thing I didn't have to pay for, I think about. Um, so, you know, now moving forward, um, how do you determine what, you know, you said you kind of sunset the uh, request a feature. How mm-hmm. do you determine now moving forward what's on the roadmap now? Mm-hmm. And you know, what yeah. does your team look like when it goes mm-hmm. to implement one of those things? Yeah. Well, we have a very active user group uh, and our users are you know, not shy from letting us know, you know of things we can improve. And yeah, there's a lot of things that you know, uh, we can work on. So we try to kind of have a 90 to 180 day roadmap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's, it's kind of you know, things that come up from our users and just you know, talking to them on a daily basis. And you know, there's small feature things that, that you can release that make a big impact. Like last week, we released the ability to send out a scheduled email. Mm, yes. uh, so you know, if you're working late at night, rather than looking <laughs> unprofessional and sending it out at you know, 11.30 or you know, midnight, you can also send it out at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it's a relatively small feature to build, but has a massive impact, right? And um, yeah, that's been a feature that was requested for quite a long time, but now we had some time to build it and, and, and did it. So it's just kind of, we're always going to look at how much time do we have? What are the mm-hmm. things that will make the biggest impact in the next 90 days? You know, some things are seasonal and you know, it's, it's a balancing act. And, you know, yeah. I like that with a 90 day robot, it almost seems manageable yeah. um, with mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so, you know, you, it's growing. It's grown a yes. lot. It's been mm-hmm. around for a few years now. And what are the greatest struggles you've found growing mm-hmm. a, a SaaS product? Oh boy. <laughs> Could we uh, talk for quite a while about that one? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it's funny because we've done a lot of reflection about that uh, in the last couple of months because we just celebrated our third anniversary. And yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of the book, The E-Myth. Uh, yes. And I think mm-hmm. you had the, the offer on your podcast a mm-hmm. few weeks Michael ago. Gerber. Mm-hmm. And that has been a big influential book for me. You know, when I first read it 15 years ago, we read it last year. And there's a bit in there that describes, here's what happens when you start a business, it starts growing, and then it gets to this point where you're ashamed of the business. Mm. Right? And we were there, you know, <clears throat> the beginning of the year. Um, we'd grown really wildly the first two years. I mean, we had 10,000 users after the first year. Uh, we had, at yeah, the beginning of this year, about 75 employees. And it just had grown so big. Wow. Uh, and there were some cracks in the foundation. I mean, I was embarrassed about our customer support. If I would go to a trade show, I couldn't say, if you have a question, please contact customer support mm. and customer support was always a very important thing to me. And it's one of those ironies actually is that, you know, about a year in, we decided to launch this new service called Ally, which allow us to basically run your business for you. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to offer the best customer service possible, actually run your business for you. Right. And while it was a great idea, it was very heavy with people and became a, a pretty big distraction. And we weren't ready for it. And mm-hmm. as a result, other things started to um, fall through the cracks. And you know, it's one of those things where 
when I launched, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this um, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, um, it's a popular word yes. <laughs> in our program. Um, and so when I launched the company, I thought, okay, I got very lucky. Like we got 10,000 customers. Now I have to bring the professionals in. And I brought in a professional CTO, professional you know, other people. And I became removed kind of more from the day to day. And these were all great people, but I hired them too soon. And I kind of lost touch with our mm-hmm. customers. So at the end of last year, you know, we were, you know, uh, kind of in trouble, like, yeah, not financially, but we are in terms of like, you know, this is not sustainable and we have a responsibility to our users to have a very profitable and very sustainable business. Right. So we just, we started turning things around. We really started simplifying and going back to basics and that process took a year. Mm. Right. So we, uh, shuttered the ally service, but we brought those people into customer support. Mm-hmm. And now we have a fantastic customer support team of people who have actually run businesses. So it's not just, hey, if you need to set up your email, here's how to do it. But we can help you define that process, which is what so many small businesses are lacking. Right? So our customer support went through something that was embarrassing that is a point of pride now. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's uh, neat. That's mm-hmm. really neat. Yeah. So, and, and that tough. shows that even yeah. for like the big companies that you, you're yeah. right, you can sort of make choices and then kind of make that work for the company when you don't see it going the way you want yeah. it to. So I think the lesson there is, is to not overcomplicate things. And yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I've done that multiple times <laughs> um, and, and it's kind of funny because the, the aha moment for me was when I went to a coaching session last year in Iceland. And I met up with my old business coach that I had when I was 18 and started my first business. And he kind of went through all the different companies that I've had. I'm like, okay, you had this first company, you had mm-hmm. this very successful product, and what did you do? You added more products. Like, okay, I, you, know, I, you know, fair enough. Then you had another company, and then you added a photo lab and added more complication. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> and then you said you had this wildly successful software platform with 17 hats, and then you added this human surface. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I get your point now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, in the course of the last year, you know, I've gone back to basics and talked to a lot of our customers. And it just it's the same story again and again and again. When people start a business and they overcomplicate things very often because their clients say, hey, wouldn't it be great if you can do this? And yes, it would be great. But what is the side effect of doing this? Mm. That's... So, a great lesson. Yeah. Um, pull that out of the podcast is sort of the lesson for this podcast. I think that's great um, and, and wise advice. Uh, when you're finding if something's right for the business, do you sort of have a ruler or a metric that you go off of any sort of foundational you know, mission values and vision? Yeah, so uh, it's funny because I wrote down some notes for this podcast, right? And the first one I had was actually define your mission and vision. <laughs> Uh, yes. And yeah, you know, so and it it, again, it goes back to when we started Seventeen Hats. We actually spent a lot of time going through that before we even started coding. And then we we did those exercises a few months ago, and it, it's really funny to see where we lost our our way in the last mm-hmm. year, or when we where we found it back in the last year as well. But yeah, we've always wanted to be an affordable solution for you know, very small businesses. And then as we grow now, we have investors and like, oh, you should raise your pricing. Well, we raised our pricing and we never felt great about that. And it's like, not only did we raise our pricing, we overcomplicated it by adding three different plans. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
So last week we lowered our pricing, you know, cut it by about 50%. We went mm -hmm. back to one plan and really with the point of, you know, it's our job to make business owners feel less overwhelmed, right? And when we added the new pricing that went against our core, you know, mm -hmm. uh, mission. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I talk to business owners, it, it usually is the same thing that where they have the same problems, like they jump in, right? They didn't take the time upfront um, to define that mission and vision. And as a result, they have a harder time to make decisions. Like, is this really with what I want to do? Right? Mm -hmm. Is this my ideal client? And defining that is, gives you so much clarity. And at least to me, really, uh, is such a relief. I love, I love that. And we, you know, I, I, I think that's the hardest thing as a business owner, you get approached by a lot of opportunities, 4,000 submissions for customer feedback. Yeah. And that's like the only yeah. thing you have to judge it against. I like that mission of 17 hats to help small businesses not feel overwhelmed mm -hmm. um, by, cause that's what it is. Um, you know, when I've referred it to people, it's kind of a nice way that they Definitely. go, wow, I can kind of cancel like four other services yeah. and mm -hmm. just put it in one system. So it's, that's wonderful. I really like that advice. Um, all right. Well, uh, when speaking about you personally, mm -hmm. you know, as a business owner, I think a lot of us like to hear what, you know, what are, what's your daily routine like, you know, what, uh, you know, what mm -hmm. do you do from day to day yeah. being this? You know, big mm -hmm. CEO of this company. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call it a big CEO, and you know, <laughs> I think that's actually one of the the, the funny challenges as, as you grow the company, right? Um, is that people do put a lot of weight behind that word, and mm. I think for employees, it's you know, something sometimes scary. And uh, there's this great story I read about uh, George Lucas uh, in a book about. Uh, he walked by a building that was just painted and they painted it brown and he thought, huh, I thought it was going to be a darker color brown. Didn't mean anything by it. And then the next day, he walked by it again. It was a darker color of brown. He says, I didn't mean for you to repaint it. The next day after, it was back to the lighter color brown. Uh, but I don't know if the story is true, but I think any CEO can definitely relate to that when I've made offhand comments that sent the entire company into a frenzy. Mm. That wasn't the idea, guys. I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> um, so my daily routine um, has changed quite a bit as we reorganize the company and mm. really focus on making sure we have the right team. Uh, you know, Slack is a big part of my yeah. daily routine. I mentioned that. that. Um, and, you know, I'm constantly fighting a battle against Slack, to be honest, inside my company to mm. use it less. Uh, a big belief of mine is that context switching is very expensive, uh, which is one of the reasons why you know, we think it's so important to put that process into a system like 17 Hats or any other system for that matter, but just kind of knowing what you should be working on and then mm -hmm. chunking your time to do the same task at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, Slack creates like this context switch. You're working on something, you get a notification, yeah, everything in your mind kind of goes poof. Mm -hmm. You have to build build it up, right? So I've told my employees, like for every message you send to a person, it costs us about five dollars. Mm. Uh, because so it stops a, them yeah. from working and yeah. they're switched to intention. Right. So if you send a notification to a channel of twenty people, that just costs the company a hundred dollars. Wow. Now some messages are that important, and some messages are not. And 
So this gives them kind of a filter on whether to, to use it or not. And nice. yeah, uh, our company is little, it's, it's split really. We have a remote culture and an internal culture, right? Mm. We have an office here in Pasadena and then we have quite a few people that work remote. So especially for remote people, it, it's hard to uh, not always use Slack at every single moment. <laughs> but we're getting better at it. I mean, Slack is a great tool, but it's one of those tools that you have to learn how to use. Um, mm. And like the other thing I think that, that we, kind of going back to yeah, making, you know, kind of running the company in a very professional way, right? So. The first year when we were relatively successful, we kind of run it like a family style mm -hmm. company. It was a smaller group. We all made the decisions kind of together. Um, <clears throat> and then as we grow and we put more structure in place. And in the last three months, we kind of said, none of that. <laughs> uh, let's get rid of the official executive team. I mean, there's still obviously, you know, uh, you know, kind of a leadership team, but rather than having the very structured weekly meetings, it's more of an ad hoc basis mm. and setting a 90 day roadmap. Here are our goals. Mm. Here's everybody that's in charge and you know, everybody knows what they do. And like you have the full response, you know, full ownership of that. If you need feedback or help, go ahead and ask, but you never have to ask for permission again to do a certain thing. If you want to post something on Instagram, go ahead. If you want to post something in the user group, go ahead. If you want to send out an email to our users, go ahead. But it doesn't have to be run through all those layers. Um, because one of the frustrating things to me was as we grow, grew, the more people we had, the slower we became, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody wants to put in their opinion. You know, everybody wants to like not take, you know, ownership to it. Like, well, I want this person to sign off on it and then this person. Mm -hmm. So we kind of got rid of all of that. And what that did for my day today is that I can actually go back into programming because I have so much more time freed up mm -hmm. that I used to, I think, waste on giving you know permission to do things that like yeah go ahead of course this is fine that's great that's yeah. really good is there any uh, you mentioned michael gerber's emith is there any other books that you kind of reference when you're looking at management styles or yes yeah so and i'm sure uh quite a few people of your audience have read the same books uh the hard things about hard things by mm. ben horowitz is kind of you know uh, yeah uh, Great. one of my go-to books in terms of inspiration and just knowing like the things we're going through are very normal mm -hmm. right and there's a couple of things in there that is helpful to also tell you know the employees because not everybody especially in la is used to being in a startup mm -hmm. right so the roller coaster of being in a startup is is tough if you're not used to it and if you can kind of see it as a roller coaster and enjoy that mm. adrenaline rush <laughs> it changes the perspective uh the pumpkin plan Mm -hmm. um also very good um and i think it's, it's one of those great books that it applies to if you're a one person business or a thousand person business yeah, and it really goes back to that you know focus on what matters most and mm -hmm. cut out all the distractions get out the bad customers uh bad clients you know bad employees uh and those things are really hard to do mm -hmm. Right. Um, a friend of mine always says, you never regret, regret uh, letting go of an employee too soon. Mm. And that sounds a bit harsh, but it is very true. Mm. And yeah, yeah because it only takes mm. one bad apple to kind of ruin the culture of everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And it's always tough to let people go, but it's, it's usually so much for the better. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Especially when you're growing and you have, especially how m- many people you're trying to keep doing the right job and the right mm-hmm. seat. Yeah. Um, well, this has been amazing. You've offered up so much amazing advice. Before we sign off, is there anything else you kind of wrote down that you wanted to share with us over here at WP Elevation? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and this might be a little fun exercise for your, uh, mm-hmm. for your download. Uh, <laughs> So it's an exercise I've, I've been doing with everybody in the company, our employees, our investors, and it kind of goes back to the uh, the focusing and not to be multitasking. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody feels like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm good at multitasking. And this is a very fun little exercise uh, that will show you very quickly whether you're good at multitasking or not. And I've done this test with hundreds of people there's been one person out of those that actually was very good at multitasking. So the exercise is you're going to write down two sentences. You're going to write down, I am great at multitasking. And then below that, you're going to write the numbers and one, two, three. So you have the letter I underneath that one, the letter A underneath that two. Right? So you have those two sentences and then you're going to time yourself. You're going to write it out one sentence at a time. Like, so I'm great at multitasking, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think it's like 16 or 17 characters. That's probably going to take you about 20 seconds. Now what you're going to do, you're going to do it again. And you're going to go I, one, A, two, M, three. It's probably going to take you at least 50% longer. And if you want to make that more complicated, you can add a row of Roman numerals and then <laughs> the alphabet. Uh, and you can see for every time you do context switching, it's going to add that much more time to it. And yeah, it's an exercise that will take you a few minutes, but I think really drives home the point of try to do less multitasking. Some of it you have to do, but if you can just you know, chunk your time and really focus on one thing at a time, uh, you're going to really get so much time back and every study shows like for you do two projects in a day there's a 20 percent switching cost so if you have three or four clients in a day you basically wasted two hours mm-hmm. so if you can just focus on one do everything then then move on to the next one all of a sudden you're going to find 20 30 of your time back without having invested anything else no software mm-hmm. no different procedures just like focus one thing at a time Perfect. That is great advice. That's everyone's homework. Who's watching this or listening to this. That is your homework from Donovan. You have to do it. Um, and it drives home the point that, you know, I think has sort of been in the news more and more that we're not as capable of multitasking like we thought. Although I'm a mother of three children. I like to think I'm pretty much superwoman when it comes to but that's great advice and and you're absolutely right we need to close a lot of the open browsers that we're trying to switch between yeah, yeah. Uh, well, put, put your phone on mute and just focus yeah. on what you need to be doing that definitely happens yeah um well donovan you are so kind to donate your time for the podcast today you um i think you did a good service to us all by giving us some great advice and for those that haven't checked out 17 hats simple17hats.com. Um, it's got some great features and great solutions and even more features on the way, like you mentioned. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. It was such a pleasure talking with Donovan as being a 17 Hats user myself. I really enjoyed his solution, but his business advice really wowed me. And there's so much there that we can all take um, away and, and apply to our business. I'm personally going to do his challenge and his homework with multitasking to prove to myself that he's right. We should not be multitasking as much as we are. 
Uh, Well, thanks again to Donovan and thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure to rate it, share it with your friends and until the next episode, go elevate.